1: to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we're going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to start off uh, probably in Cobbled San Lucas, work our way up to Alaska, and then maybe back down to the Sierras or a Little Lake Fishing in California. Exciting time of the year. And the West Coast um, and the East Coast, you know, this thing about climate change. Well, Obviously, there's climate change. Things change all the time. I don't want to get into about man-made global warming, but climate change is real. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I think that we should spend more time and money being concerned about what we do have control over, which is the oceans and the streams and what we're doing to those. Because that that is something that's real and something we can fix. But unfortunately, it doesn't get a lot of attention, I think, that it should. Maybe because there's no money in it. Uh, you know, People are not that passionate about it. But it is something that's real that we need to be concerned with. And Mother Nature is Mother Nature. Uh, the good news is after, at least on the West Coast and part of the East Coast, the El Nino that we had last year uh, had some positive benefit. We had uh, fish off of Southern California, probably the best year in 50 years. But the problem is, is that those those fish came from the off the uh, south end of Baja because the warm water pushed all the was too hot and all the bait went up north. So things are changing all the time. There, I guess there's no such thing as what uh, I, I'm calling it the new normal because we don't really know what's normal. But we're going to be uh, talking to Baja and to Alaska, and it looks like things are kind of settling down a little bit. And we're, we've got we did get some rain in California, and of course we got a lot of rain on the east coast but uh, we are be talking about just be aware of that but we're going to be uh, starting off in Baja with uh, uh, one of my favorite ladies Gracie or Griselda Smokehouse as soon as we come back from the break but uh, go to fishtalkradio.com listen to the show as many times as you want and we'll be right back with you
0: Join us at Via Del Palmar in the islands of Loretto for a world-class fishing adventure. Compete for thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Choose from three packages, a three-night stay for two in a deluxe studio room, fishing tournament fee, entry into the golf tournament at the new golf course, plus awards dinner. Non-anglers can choose up to four services at the resort's award-winning spa and wellness center. The Dorado Fishing and Golf Tournament begins June 29th and runs through July 2nd. It offers opportunity to catch Dorado at peak season with an entry fee of just $375 per person based on a team of four. All-inclusive packages that include meals and beverages, even an option with round-trip airfare on Alaska Airlines from Los Angeles to the islands of Loreto. Packages start at just $800 per person based on double occupancy. Experience the luxury of Via del Palmer at the Islands of loretto Visit us at Via Del Palmer, Loreto.com Dorado 2016.
4: Fish ain't bitin', fish ain't bitin', fish ain't bitin' around here no more, fish ain't bitin', fish ain't bitin' no more.
1: Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we have the pleasure of having one of my dear friends that uh, operates Griselda Smokehouse with her and her husband down in Cabo San Lucas. And I don't want to tell you how long she's been there because um, she's uh, she's a lot younger than that would appear. (laughs) But uh, uh, Gracie, welcome to Fish Talk Radio.
5: Hi, good afternoon.
1: And so let's, uh, let me kind of give you a quick, Gracie, actually, go ahead. How long have you been in Cabo? I've, I've been down there for, uh, going down every year for more than 30 years. And It seems to me you've probably been there about most of that time.
5: No, a little bit less, uh, about 25 years.
1: Oh, only 25 yeah. years. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you started when you were six. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's a great uh, um, service that you do Is you're right down in the marina. And what's really cool is when you come in off the fishing boats, uh, all they have, the captain will call in and you'll send a, a dog boy down with a cart, pick up the Here. fish, unload it, take it back, and all the, the fishermen have to do is uh, get off the boat, Go to follow the bar, the go go to the bar or whatever they want to do, take a shower, um and then before they go to the airport, they stop by and pick up their fish
5: yes, yeah, normally we yeah, we pick up the fish, the captain's call us, and um we ask the anglers to follow the fish, you know, come to the smokehouse with uh, your fish, bring your fishing license with you. It's uh, mandatory now that everybody should have their license while in possession of fish. So it's no big deal. Just make sure you got your license. Come Mm -hmm. here to my office. We'll make a copy. We process the fish, fillet, clean it, vacuum pack, everything, and have it ready here. We even store it for them so that they don't have to carry it back to the hotel.
1: And you even smoke it for them.
5: And we smoke it if they want some smoked. we can do that. And uh, same thing, we vacuum pack it after it's smoked and store it here until, uh, um, you know, they're ready to go home. And uh, we can either deliver if they schedule or they can come over and pick it up on the way to
1: the airport. Wow, that makes it so easy. Now, you mentioned the fishing license. Apparently, there's been a little bit of a change. So let's make sure everybody um, stays up to date so that they don't have any surprises and they go, wait a minute, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to pay that fine. So yeah. go, go over that with us about if the, the, they've changed a little bit on the regulations for a fishing license.
5: Yeah, well, actually, you know, the, having the license has been implemented for, for a long time. But, um, I mean, they... It is the rules, but uh, they are now now they are checking their uh, pesca la pesca, their inspectors are out here, and if they see us when we 're coming with fish to the smokehouse, they ask where 's the license for that fish, so we need the client to come with us and bring their fishing license oh. um, yeah, and then when when you, even if the fish is uh, brought to my smokehouse i can 't do anything until I have a copy of their license. Um, because inspectors, um, and it's happening in the restaurants, same thing. The restaurants, if if you take your fish to the restaurant and leave the fish there and says, I'll be back for dinner, you know, so they, they leave, you leave it there and I'll be back for dinner. The residents will ask you for the fishing license Hmm. in case the inspectors come there in the meantime, they'll have a backup of that. That fish was caught legally and not purchased, Hmm. you know, of the, uh, black market or per se so they want to uh it's it's a good thing i think it's going to be a good thing for in the future so that um they're not killing the marlin and uh, selling them no, only it's only for the sport fishing. You have your license. You can mm-hmm. catch the fish. You can get a process, and you can take it home.
1: Should not be that yeah. difficult. Um, no,
5: and, it's not difficult. And, and
1: let's talk. A, let's talk a little bit about killing marlin and having the restaurants that sell marlin, because mm-hmm. uh, marlin is supposed to be a sport fish, not a commercial fish. Right.
5: Right. So, no. Uh, tell us about now, that. Most restaurants, which is a pretty good, uh, it's only been but i know of a couple of them but i think it's going to change most people says no marlin in the menu which is a good thing mm-hmm. no marlin in the menu you know um you know they're uh, for that reason but if somebody goes fishing and the fish you know if they want to do take it it's okay it's not Against the rules, but the restaurants cannot serve it. They cannot be buying it or go out there and killing a bunch of them to put it on the menu when Mm -hmm. it shouldn't. It should be left there to reproduce, and it's for the sport fishing.
1: Right. Well, it used to be you could have two marlin per day per boat, but now it's only one. And very few people even do that. I would say probably 90% of the people that catch a bellfish, a marlin, or a shellfish,
5: they always release them. Yeah, they always release them. It, it, it actually is, John, it's uh, one marlin per fishing license. But out of a rule, the, all the captains here and the community has gathered and said, no, one marlin per boat. Mm-hmm. If, if it's one person in the boat, one fishing license, they can get one marlin. They can catch, you know, mm-hmm. one marlin. Keep. But mm-hmm. if it's eight people in the boat, there's no way because the license is one marlin per license. They're not going to bring a marlin in. Just, the captains will not, will not put up with that. They won't. They say they, they can't, mm-hmm. you know. Only one marlin per boat per day. And mm-hmm. those are the points that uh, they are implementing now.
1: Well, yeah. you know, again, if you take them out of the water, then they're not there to catch right. And Marlin, right. I believe it takes them about seven, eight years to reach sexual maturity. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you take one out, it, it's mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, then, then you're depleting them. They do travel great distances, but from what I also understand is that there are what you might call residential Marlin that tend to stay in the same place.
5: Mm-hmm. The stripers, yeah.
1: And if you take those, you know, it takes a long time to... It takes it, a long
5: time, yeah. To, to
1: reproduce them. Yeah, they
5: can... the, the end they can have fun. They can catch a couple of two. You know, release them. You know, they're, and 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 come back next year and maybe catch them while they're bigger. Or there you especially go. if it's a blue marlin. You know, they all get bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, a 200 pound can reach up to a thousand pounds. You know, why not? Let <laughs> oh, yeah. them be there. You know, <laughs> come back there. every year and catch it.
1: <laughs> well, give us uh, your idea of what's going to happen this year. Uh, for the fishing, so last year was because of the El Nino and the warm water. All the the water was so warm that the bait fish either went north or went down, and yeah. so the fishing was not good last year. But this mm-hmm. year looks a little bit a little bit different. Tell us what
5: you think. Well, we're actually we're hoping that it gets better. It hasn't been this uh, January February. We just didn't have the yellowtails or the snappers. Like or the Sierras, like we usually do, and it's been a very, very slow, but on the last couple of days, <clears throat> the water temperature changed, and there's been a lot more bait out there, and uh the wahoo bite has been really good mm. um today, there was more wahoo, they were you know spotted out there, and they're not very far, so we're hoping that it's turning around because since last year and up until a couple of weeks ago it's been just
1: very very slow mm-hmm. yeah yeah but uh, um, it happens is.
5: every 10 years so
1: yeah exactly exactly because it said Mother Earth you know goes on her own cycle and exactly. how much control we have over that I don't know mm-hmm. as I was <laughs> said earlier is that we do have control over polluting the oceans and the streams and the water but climate change is climate change and yeah. we may have some effect but that's you know we, we we should be more concerned about the water and conserving the fishing.
5: Right, yes.
1: But uh, the uh, uh, So it looks like things are going to be a little bit better this year.
5: It's picking uh, up, yes. And
1: Wah- Wahoo are so much fun. Gosh, and they're, oh, yeah. they're one of the fastest fish in the ocean. When they come out of the water at 60 miles an hour, it's incredible. But they're not easy to catch because their teeth are fit close and they're razor sharp. So you have to be very lucky because if you, if you hook one and the line goes across their teeth, they're gone. So, oh, yeah. you have to be you very, have to be
5: mm-hmm. fishing for them with a steel leader because mm-hmm. they'll break the line. well,
1: the problem is, is that with a steel leader they don't like the you know they don't like to take it, so it's more difficult no
5: no, but so, some you know that mm-hmm. they are their teeth are so sharp that Yes. Um,
1: mm-hmm. okay they'll well, cut through Griselda, yeah. you are a great radio personality uh, and you also have a fleet of fishing boats. was it Dreammaker?
5: Yeah, we have the Dreammaker that 33 foot uh-huh. address.
1: Oh, uh, well, and, you've got you've got you've got a whole fleet of them, and you've got the best prices, the best service in Cabo. So, and your website they should go to is
5: uh com. Dreammaker Dream charter.
1: Dreammaker
5: charter.com.
1: Dreammakercharter.com yeah. and that's at Griselda Smokehouse. So, Griselda, yeah. thank you so much. You're such a doll. Mm-hmm. I hope to see you soon.
5: Uh, thank you so much John. Alrighty, thank, thank you, you very you. much All and right. uh, hopefully uh, you make it out here soon
1: I will okay. Dreammakercharter.com right. Thank you Griselda
5: a bad day of is better than a good day at work.
0: join us at via del palmar in the islands of loretto to experience an incredible world-class fishing adventure and compete for thousands of dollars in cash and prizes the dorado fishing and golf tournament begins june 29th through july 2nd and offers an opportunity to catch dorado during its peak season with an entry fee of just 375 dollars per person based on a team of four Located on the Sea of Cortez, known as the Aquarium of the World, the Islands of Loreto are known for their calm indigo waters and nearly 1,000 species of fish. The Islands of Loreto offers guests the chance to hook their next big catch, including striped marlin, yellowfin tuna, grouper, and dorado. Please join us for the Via Del Palmar's first golf tournament on the spectacular new world-class golf course. Come to experience the luxury at Via Del Palmar at the Islands of Loreto visit us at via del Palma, dorado 2016.
1: Kentucky Lake and Barkley, Sardis, Ross Burnett, Toledo Ben Rayburn, and Conroe, you won't forget. He Welcome back video. to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have a, kind of a a special guest. It's kind of a product update, but this is something that everybody that goes on the water needs to know about. I mean, right now, even kayaks have batteries in them. And you know, there's not too many boats out there that don't. And it is such a, a, a an important thing for many different reasons. So what we're going to do is that's what we're going to be talking about: um, batteries, but in particular marine batteries today. And we have uh, uh, Vance Bachman on the line with this, and and your the brand that you work with, uh, Vance is Ox a- OX batteries.
6: Yes, or ox batteries. They're, mm-hmm. It's actually Babe Winkleman's ox battery.
1: The uh, famous guide, and mm-hmm. actually, we've had Babe and his daughter on the last month or so. Great people. Yeah, I
6: think he probably did.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, give us a little bit of an idea um, about. Well, let's talk a little bit about batteries in general. Um, you know what they're made from, what they do, pros and cons, and different types of batteries. You know they've got <laughs> battery-powered cars, and uh, but you know a traditional battery is a lead acid, so you've got lead plates with sulfuric acid, and it's I guess that technology hasn't really changed in over a hundred years, has it?
6: No, that technology has been out there forever. It's been used in the uh, telecommunications and the uh, power company since they began even on your railroad and and like the huts along there you, there's batteries and all that stuff.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and a battery basically what a battery is, it's a it's a, a storage for electricity. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, because it doesn't really generate electricity, but it stores electricity. Normally on a boat or a car, it's constantly being um you know, regenerated. But it's basically it's a storage um, facility for electricity. But give us an idea about the, some of the different types and and what it is that your product is and why it's a little bit different than what we normally see.
6: On average, your regular lead acid with uh, you know sulfuric acid in it, the, what we call a wet battery, or a spillable one that can be checked for the water levels in it. Oh, um, that battery is the technology that started 100 years ago, yes. Okay. And it works, but in our day and age of being, you know, environmentally friendly and, and stewards of the outdoors, I don't feel that it has a fit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they work great. The problem is, is that when you, when you're in California or you're in the cold where I am in Minnesota, those batteries in the heat, they will boil and the water will move off of those wet batteries and you'll have a short. So you have problems with that. You have to keep putting water into it. You have to keep maintaining it. They're, you have to pull them out. Sometimes they don't charge all the time. They don't, they don't go all the way down. My thing is, up here in the cold, they will freeze because mm-hmm. they got water in them. Water oh. freezes. So when that freezes, it does the same thing. It breaks the lead plating in it, and the battery's shot.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: So you're back in town, and you're buying another battery. Right. And the problem is that you don't usually know it until you need it.
1: <laughs> and that's the truth.
6: You know, so there, there yeah. you are going yeah. to find that next battery off the shelf to get you by.
1: Uh-huh.
6: Uh huh. The gel technology started here uh, about 50 years ago, 40, 50 years ago. And what gel does is allows that you can take this battery, you can flip it upside down, you can run it upside down. It isn't going to leak out anything. They're sealed. You cannot spill it. How many times have you picked up that battery, carried it out of your boat, and now your jeans have holes in them? Right. Everybody has Mm -hmm. that pair of jeans that's got battery acid on it. Mm Well, um it's
1: so, not a fun thing. Okay, so some of the benefits you're talking about on gel batteries, first of all, you don't have the pollution, and because they don't um, go bad in hot or cold, um, then then they certainly last longer. Uh, yes, now as they, far they, as gel batteries, is there anything about aux batteries that might be a little different than some of the other gel batteries?
6: You know, gel batteries are... Yeah, there, there ain't going to be a whole lot of difference. We're going to have, in my professional opinion as a battery manufacturer, that our plating is thicker. Our gel that's inside of the battery, the actual physical mm-hmm. polymer, mm-hmm. is a patented polymer. No one else has it. That's us. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's what makes that's what makes our ox stand
1: out. Okay. Well, um, obviously, gel batteries are going to be more expensive, but when you talk about expense, it really should be break. It should be what you should be talking about the useful life. What do you pay per month or per year that, to have the battery? Exactly. Uh, so, if you're looking at, let's just say your battery costs twice as much as a lead acid battery, but it lasts three times as long, then it's cheaper, right?
6: Yeah. In if you're going to be the guy who's going to go out there and uh, put your battery in your boat and just hope that it works every time, mm-hmm. this battery is going to be the one for you.
1: Right. Well, see, that's the Uh-oh. other. That's the other big thing is that. Confidence, and when you're when you're using one of your batteries, you know, even in a vehicle, if you go to start it and it just goes, er, er, well, that can be a drag. But when you're At out in the middle, end of your day, but, you're, when, you're but, not happy. But when you're out in the middle of the lake and the wind's blowing and it goes, er, er, you go, oh shoot!
6: <laughs> well, then you grab that orb. Yeah, there and, you
1: go.
6: <laughs> and and then yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Nine hundred calories later, you're hopefully yeah, yeah, back someplace where you can get away.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, they they are, and just you know, just the the pride of ownership and the the fact that they they are environmentally you know a lot more responsible, and they they work, they last. Any kind of equipment, and something I learned a long time ago, it's not so much what you pay for it. It's if it's uh, if it doesn't do what you want it to do, then whatever you paid for it was too much.
6: Exactly. I mean, these—the technology of the ox batteries that we have actually come from a valve-regulated lead-acid gel-style battery. That's what they're called. That's mm-hmm. in the in the major market. That's what they're mm-hmm. called. Um, we put these in telecommunications in a larger scale, uh-huh. and they last—they have to last eight to ten years. Wow, that is the warranty on them. 8 to 10 years in the telecom world. Obviously, since we miniaturized this a little bit and we put it into a marine application, you know, our warranties have been kind of dropped down a little bit. Right. Which allows us to bring that price down because... Warranty cost, right.
1: Right. Now, what other uses uh, are the aux batteries other than uh, putting them in your boat? Do you have anything else that uh, they can be used for?
6: There's a lot of people who have been using them in uh, gym cars. Um, what's, they also a, what's, a gem,
1: what's a gym car?
6: A gym car is a golf cart.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah.
6: Um, basically, a gel cell battery isn't going to want to be charged over that 20 amps. Uh-huh. It, it likes to be a low trickle charge. Mm-hmm. So your golf carts, your, uh, oh, your your guys do Baja, you being in California, uh-huh. all those guys are probably running gel batteries because that, it's going to hold that charge way longer. They can invert them. They can do what they want to do. Oh, yeah. You can actually take and bust a hole in the side of this battery, and it's still going to work. Not very well, but
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean they're not designed for that. But
6: they're not designed for that. But they take a lot more punishment because mm-hmm. the way it works with the with the gel and the gassing and it recollects and makes new gel again. Uh-huh. It it makes it basically indestructible. So
1: ba- basically, they're completely sealed. Uh, I guess there yes, has to be some sealed. sort of vent to, to some degree, but, you know, you can turn them upside down, you can do whatever you want, and you're not going to, like you said, you're not going to have to buy a new pair of jeans because that you don't notice you even got any sulfuric acid on you until you go to wash them. But, right. Uh, <laughs>
6: you, you can take this, they, they actually do vent, that's why they are called valve regulated, uh-huh. because if you overheat them, they will vent. Mm-hmm. You know, if you overheat them by overcharging them if you put
1: them on like a 50 amp right
6: charge, okay they're gonna heat up well if you think you're
1: but you know if you've got uh, quality equipment and you've got the boat and you want reliability uh, it seems like a no-brainer to me
6: and yeah then, I besides
1: mean it, that oh also the uh, um, the lead acid batteries with a the spark they can blow up.
6: Yes, they can. Uh, And especially if you're putting that boat, the batteries down in there, you see a lot of them uh, have to have venting out. Right, exactly. Because gases will build up. Right. In fact, Ice Castle Fish Houses up here in Minnesota is going to start running our oxygen gel battery in order to not get away from that that. The, the gas.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, by the, Oh, yeah. also, uh, you know what? We're about running out of time, so let's talk about how to get in touch with you and a little bit more about it.
6: Well, I, I, you I can know, uh, join our website. Um, you can actually go to Babe Winkleman's website, too. And he has a video on there for the aux batteries with a connection to our website, www.oxbattery.com. Dot
1: com. OXBattery.com. I think we can do that. OX Battery, but uh, I don't know where the ox came from, but OXBattery.com. Find out more about it. And Vance, very interesting. And it's time to, when you're just gearing up for this summer, it's time to do it right. So, Vance, we appreciate having you on, right. and we're going to do it again. We appreciate that very much. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio.
0: Join us at Via del Palmar in the islands of Loretto for a world class fishing adventure. Compete for thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Choose from three packages a three night stay for two in a deluxe studio room, fishing tournament fee, entry into the golf tournament at the new golf course, plus awards dinner. Non anglers can choose up to four services at the resort's award winning spa and wellness center. The Dorado Fishing and Golf Tournament begins June 29th and runs through July 2nd. It offers opportunity to catch Dorado at peak season with an entry fee of just $375 per person based on a team of four. All-inclusive packages that include meals and beverages, even an option with round-trip airfare on Alaska Airlines from Los Angeles to the islands of Loreto. Packages start at just $800 per person based on double occupancy. Come experience the luxury of Via del Palmar at the islands of Loretto. Visit us at Via del Palmar, Dorado 2016.
1: Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have one of the premier um, celebrities in Ketchikan, Alaska. Russell Thomas and, and the Thomas family have been there for how long, Russell?
7: Uh, My parents came up in 72, so it's been a few years.
1: Yes, and they operate. uh, Well, tell us about your three operations.
7: So uh, we have three resorts in the Ketchikan area. Uh, One is uh, the Cedars Lodge. It's located in downtown Ketchikan is a guided fishing resort. And then we have Clover Pass Resort on the north end of uh, Ketchikan. That's all uh, self-guided and guided fishing combination packages. And then we have a self-guided facility that's uh, just out off the road system in Ketchikan, Silver King Lodge, and uh, like I said, that's all self-guided fishing. So a uh, mm-hmm. bunch of different options, but uh, all uh, here in Ketchikan and uh, some of the best fishing in uh, southeast Alaska. It's really fabulous.
1: It, it is. Well, I can attest to that. How long have I been coming up there? At least 10 years, maybe yeah. 12 yeah, or 15. Yeah, it's been, it's been a
7: long time. And, you, you know, you've had some great trips up here. and
1: uh, Well, they're all great A trips. lot of great
7: experiences, and, yeah. and a number of uh, your listeners have uh, – come up with you and, and they've had similar uh, great mm-hmm. experiences and we always enjoy having your guys' group come up
1: well let me you, you can probably do it better than I can but let me kind of give you an idea now Silver King is on an island and the only way you can get there is go to Clover Pass and take a boat over and what is it about half hour drive, ride?
7: Yeah, it's it's uh, eight or eight miles or something from Clover Pass, so it's, a, it's about a pretty twenty quick minutes.
1: Trip. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's a it's a beautiful like log cabin lodge, and it is what you might think of as a fish camp, but it's a very nice, high end, um, beautiful surroundings, big lodge with different cabins, and if you're into fishing. And that's what you want to do. That's where you want to go, because you're not going to be running into town into the honky tonks at night. <laughs> you know, you can you're you there can, to fish. That's yeah, absolutely fish. right. Now you can you can go to the the main salon and and swap stories and maybe have a few drinks with your buddies. But you know, it is. But the thing is, is when you get on the boat, you're fishing.
7: Well, and you know, I mean, that's one of the things that we we don't talk about a lot, but is one of the advantages of coming up and fishing with us. And that's literally uh, on the self-guided options, you're you're leaving the dock and you literally put in, as you're leaving the dock, you can start fishing immediately. There's not a long run out to the fishing grounds or anything like that. And and the self-guided option is great too, because it provides you the opportunity to either, uh, you know, if you're a diehard and you want to be up at first light and fish hard all day, you can do that. If you're Kind of guy like me that wants to maybe sleep in a day or two, or come back for a nap in the afternoon, or mm-hmm. or just go sightsee and and uh, you well, know yeah take basically you guys then you have your own boat yeah, and you yeah. go do what you want and mm-hmm. and have the trip that you want to have.
1: Well, so, you know, you basically you've got from 6 in the morning till 6 or 7 in the afternoon and you just – but to get to the fishing grounds only takes a minute or two. So you can just spend as much time as you want. I have to tell you a quick story. One of the first times I went up, I was in one of the Livingston boats. Uh, I just went out by myself and I just thought, okay, well, I, put, I left the dock. I thought I'd put my line in the water and I was kind of, you know, <clears throat> put a her- herring or something on and I was just kind of playing with my reel, you know, and trying to get – you know, got set up so that I could go fishing. And all of a sudden, wham, it scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> yeah, and we had, heck? you know, and I
7: remember one of the first time, one of the uh, ladies in your group one time had a fish jump right in her boat. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was Jean, I think. You know, you know what she did is she hit it with over the head with the, with the pig stick <laughs> and put it in yeah. the box.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, you know, I mean, you know, we all laugh about those kind of stories, but in some cases they really do happen. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty fabulous, and I, I'm just looking, and, and we've got your guys' group coming up uh, this year on July the first, uh, uh-huh. leaving on the sixth, mm-hmm. and uh, we still have a little bit of room, although that uh, trip is filling up. So
1: if anybody out yeah, there, yeah, I think we, I think we're hoping we got room for maybe another four and two of those are made uh, are there's possibly gone. But if you want to go, you need to get in touch with this ASAP because Russell, you know, it's a busy time of the year and Russell can't keep things open for us uh, because he's got other people that they're standing there with a check in their hand and that uh, they they want our boats and they want our cabins. But well, one uh,
7: thing we should mention really quick, John, we've talked about it before, and that's that the, that week is, you know, one of the times during the year where you can target four of the five, uh, you know, salmon species that are running through at that time, there's uh, summer run Coho. There's pinks. There's uh, the tail end of the king salmon run is still available, and you've got chum running through there as well. And so, uh, you know, we've had a number of your guests that have come up, and in that, you know, first two weeks of July, have mm-hmm. been able to catch all four of those of those species during their trip. So. Right,
1: Grand Slam. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the only thing that's not there is cohos, but there but or, uh, but, or, uh, the, the or, or sockeye. Sockeyes, you know, there, there's
7: yeah. a few sockeye swimming, but we don't yeah. tep- uh, typically catch them in the saltwater. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but uh, but they're around at that time too. So, I mean, there's a couple river systems that are close, and and guys that. You don't want to go spend a little bit of time there, have the opportunity to catch okay.
1: sockeye as well. Well, oh. Rosa, we talked about uh, Silver King, and let's uh, move in a little bit to Clover Pass, where, where you're mostly located. And that is an all-exclusive resort, and it's called Clover Pass Resort because Clover Pass is kind of at the top tip uh, of the island that uh, you know above Ketchikan. And it is – what it is, is there's Archipelago. It's the first stop on the Inland Passage. And all the salmon that are getting ready to go upstream, they just kind of cruise right by Clover Pass. On, on their way up to looking for the rivers. So it, it's kind of like uh, standing by the side of the freeway and throwing your line out.
5: <laughs>
7: well, and there, there is, you know, a number of different river systems around. There's a large hatchery to the north of us, about 25 miles. There's another uh, couple hatcheries uh, to the south of us, about 15 or 20 miles. And so there's a number of fish moving to those hatchery systems as well as other river systems around. Mm. And it uh, really is a corridor for all those fish to move through on the way to those rivers. And, and that's what makes it, uh, you know, such a hot spot. You know, if you go out uh, even in, in, at times where, uh, you know, there's, uh, uh, you know, it's the same areas where all the locals here are fishing. Oh, because-
1: yeah. Well, when they get on the cruise ship, uh, they'll take a right up to Clover Pass and and go fishing just right in front of the lodge
7: yeah but, absolutely but, so uh, so it really is some of the premier fishing uh in uh, especially on the inside uh, you know there's some great outside fishing too mm-hmm. out in Sitka and out in Prince of Wales, but when you're looking for inside protected waters, oh, yeah. uh, you know I mean you, we talk about it uh you know a lot like lake fishing because the because oh. of the island structure and everything <laughs> that we don't have really high rough seas. <laughs> And so yeah. you're able to go out in uh, small boat.
1: <laughs> Russell, I don't. I, I, I got to tell a quick story. It's been some years, but somebody had never been there before. We were out in in of Clover Pass, and I just read right across, I think, towards Benton Island. And there's these beautiful hike. You know, uh, conifers go down these granite cliffs that go down, and the water was like, pff, you know, it was just, you know, glassy. And one of the, we were on a boat, and uh, one of the, one of the the guys had never been there before. He goes, "What's our elevation? <laughs> sea level? <laughs> yeah.
7: yeah, you forget sometimes that you're on the ocean because of uh, just how calm it is, and yeah. it, it really, uh, it, it and it, you know, I mean, I can think, you know, of a few days. Uh, you know, over five or six years, where we've had to hold people in for a few yeah. hours due to weather, but typically um, we just don't get weathered out here because of the way uh, the island. Well, the I'm I'm,
1: I'm I'm very good at uh, at predicting weather in Alaska. Um, on pretty much any day that you're going to go out, it's going to be sunny. Uh, it's going to rain. <laughs> <And Yeah. laughs> there's going to be a little bit of wind, and it'll drop down. <laughs> But, uh, Absolutely. Now, every once in a while, you get days where there's no rain at all, and it can get uh, actually pretty warm. So, when you go out, you want to bring some rain gear, but you also want to have t-shirts and shorts.
7: Yeah, and you guys have had you guys have come up and hit some really good weather. I can remember some weeks where oh, you've been yeah. up there and yeah, you know, shorts and t-shirts all week.
1: Oh yeah, we well, that's that's uh, that's me that does that,
7: which we appreciate. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, anyway, Clover Pass, it's got, uh, what, a 33 rooms, a full kitchen, dining room, bar, full facilities. When you come in, uh, the great staff you have grabs the fish out of your box, takes it up, uh, fillets it, processes it, and, get, and flash freezes it. And then you don't see it again until you get to the airport. And then downtown, we, gotta, we have to mention what that is.
7: Well, that, we have the Cedars Lodge, and the Cedars Lodge is our guided facility uh it's uh we've we've gone out we found uh third party uh uh charter skippers who own and operate their own boats and and it's allowed us to really go find the cream of the crop as far as guides are concerned mm-hmm. and uh these guys uh because they own their own businesses they're really invested in making sure everybody has a great trip and and they're guys that have lived in catch can and fished here for years and years uh and and they've got a lot of experience and so they they're able to go out. Mm-hmm. They they do travel some. They tend to go, you know, thirty to forty five minutes or an hour. Sometimes even to uh, some of the most fertile fishing grounds right. uh, around Ketchikan, and right. and they just
1: and catch go, it yeah, go to south. Well, the thing about that is it's almost downtown. So if you want to have basically like a hotel, uh, and when you you know they've got the dock there, but when you come in, if you want to walk down to the restaurant or bar or cruise around downtown Ketchikan, you're right in town.
7: Yeah, and the, the accommodations there, it was originally built as an executive class hotel, so the accommodations, we've got, like, two-room waterfront suites with a jacuzzi tub and a small kitchen and mm-hmm. just a, a little bit nicer accommodations. Uh, the, the rooms at Silver King and Clover Pass are clean and comfortable, but they're nothing super special, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, but the, the accommodations at the Cedars are a little more upscale, and, uh, you know, a lot of people really love those waterfront rooms where they can sit mm-hmm. after a day of fishing and watch all the activity out in the harbor there in Ketchikan.
1: There you go. And I will have to say, we're going to have to let you go, Russell, but uh, normally fishing in Alaska can be expensive proposition, but if you talk to Russell, you'd be amazed. If you've got a paper route, you can afford this trip. Uh, and If you want to go with us in July, it's uh, seventeen ninety five all inclusive, and Russell really takes good care of us, so get in touch with us if you're still interested in filling on those last couple seats, and uh, just go to john at fishtalkradio.com. Russell, thank you very much, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you in July.
7: All right, can't wait. Thank you, right.
1: John. Thanks, buddy. All
7: right.
1: You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com.
4: S A N D O S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sando's Finisterra Los Cabos is the only 5-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler friendly, Sando's Finisterra Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit sando's.com and use discount code FISHTALK.
1: Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we are fortunate enough to have the lovely Trish Purcell. She is uh, um, the Southern California Marketing Coordinator for Cal Parks Company. Now, Cal Parks is not a state organization, but why don't you explain real quickly, Trish, what that is.
8: Okay, great. Yes, thanks for having me. Um, We are a park concessionaire. So what we do is we work with different agencies like National Park Service. Uh, We work with Water districts, the the Forest Service. So we just we manage the uh, the properties and, and work on the operations there. Mm-hmm. So we have properties throughout California, and uh, we've been around for over thirty years, and and we love what we do. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, uh,
1: basically you yeah. operate the marinas uh, at different mm-hmm. facilities. So you've got full service at yeah, marinas, camping uh, in some of them. But uh, you know whether mm-hmm. you've got a pup tent, an RV, or you want to. Rent in a cabin, there's there's some place that Cal Parks can take care of you.
8: Absolutely, we have all kinds of different amenities depending on the property.
1: Well, you know what I'm so excited about is that most uh, people throughout the United States understand that California has has had some difficult times the last three or four years, and. You know, last summer was, was probably the bottom uh, where you could actually see the <laughs> bottoms of the lakes <laughs> or walk on them. But things are starting to come around. We've had a lot of rain up in the, the northern California area, and a lot of that's come down to the south. And we're even talking about Diamond Valley Reservoir, which, um, you know, was, is, is starting to come back up. And why don't we mention that real quick?
8: Yeah, and boy you're not kidding about uh the lack of, of water, but we're really excited this year. Uh we are getting A lot more water in our lakes, um, northern and southern. So we have a five-day grand reopening on May 18th uh, where we're opening up the boat launch, which we haven't had open in in over a year. So we're super excited about that.
1: Wow, that is exciting. Um, And, some well, I know you've got Shasta, you've got Hammett, you've got a lot of lakes in Central and Northern California. Can you just give us a quick overview on on how many different marinas uh, facilities you operate?
8: Yeah, so we have we have Diamond Valley Lake. We've got Lake Gregory, Comanche, Lake Nassimiento, and Lake San Antonio, Lake that, Chabot, right?
1: mm-hmm.
8: uh, Los Fiqueros. I always say it wrong. The Kieros, Lake Hemet, uh, Vail Lake, and Manzanita Lake. And so yeah, we've, got, we've got a lot of potential for people to come out and enjoy the outdoors, whether it's camping mm-hmm. or fishing or day use.
1: And Shasta apparently is getting full
8: it is yes it is so we're really excited about that so we just it it's so nice to see these lakes actually getting Getting some water back in them, and, and mm-hmm. we are constantly doing uh, fish plants a couple times right. a month. So our lakes are stocked.
1: I would say it's time. I think there's a lot of pent up uh, uh, fishing uh, aggravation, and it's now it's time. So if, you've got <laughs> Go start, if you're yeah. going to start, if you're going to start doing some traveling and you're going to be in California, uh, what's the best way to get in touch with Cal Parks?
8: Well, the best way is probably our website, and it lists all of our different locations. So if you go to CalParksco dot com, you can check you can check out uh what what properties are in your area? Okay,
1: so Cal Parks Company, so calparksco.com. And right. you've got a new website now that it lists everything. And so you just pick out where you want to go, what you want to do, and whatever your interest is or wherever you're going, they have a great operation. And, you know, whatever you want, they can take good care of you. Trish, we really appreciate you coming on and joining us, even if it was only for a couple of minutes. But <laughs> go ahead and start planning your trip. Go to Cal Parks Company, C A L P A R K S C O, right?
8: That's right, you got okay.
1: it. dot com. Alrighty, you're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Thank you very much again, Trish. And uh, Thank start you. making your plans and bringing your pup tents and marshmallows and hot dogs. This is Fish Talk Radio. Go to FishTalkRadio.com. We appreciate you tuning in. Gone fishing.